Joining us, glad to have you back once again. Holy shit, it has been too long. This is going to be a profane one. I apologize for that, but I don't give a shit. I'm feeling the good for the first time in forever. It feels like it's been forever anyway, and damn, I'm happy to be talking into this microphone again. Now then, where have I been? Let's just get right into it. This whole year, we are recording this in late May. And this entire year, I have been down on myself. I have been swimming upstream so hard against depression, and it has been brutal. No lies. Okay? You put on a brave front. You put on a brave face. You put on your happy face. You try and conduct business. But no joke, it has been really, really tough. Now, I get into all the reasons for this, but that's kind of maudlin. That's kind of dull. Let's hit the high points here. Ever since the beginning of the year, and it's funny, I think back to going back as far as November. I was heavily involved in defeating Proposition 112 here in Colorado. That was a very onerous uh, thing that was on the ballot that would have negatively impacted the oil and gas community here. And that's an industry that I've worked in quite a bit. It's a tough fight. I was busy. I had the most successful year in deft communications I've ever had in 2018. That was really rewarding. But I remember sitting here having dinner with my wife at one point. And it was like that scene in a mob movie where everyone is celebrating. Everyone, they've just pulled off maybe a big heist. They've been very successful at, in their criminal enterprises at whatever they're doing. And everyone's celebrating, having wine, having maybe some cannoli, having some beef ragu. I don't know, whatever the fuck, right? And I said to her, I'm like, you know what? Next year's shaping up really, really well. Because I had my main client. I had a couple other things that I was finishing up. The rest of the year was stacking up really well. And I said, into 2019, I think I'm in good shape. And just like in the mob movie... The scene where they're all celebrating and everyone's happy, that's usually in the next reel where things take a turn and someone gets whacked. Now, I didn't expect that to be me. And the things that I had lined up either got punted to further in the year, were outright canceled, or I had calls and emails just stop getting returned. And I'm very fortunate in the fact that in the history of my business, that hasn't really happened to me. Ever since I launched Deft Communications, in, what was that, April of 2015, I've never hit a real valley. I mean, a few months were slower than others, but I've always had things coming. The conveyor belt has never really stopped. It's never been like Lucy in the Chocolate Factory either, which, here we go, this is great. Topical references a go-go. That's what I'm good at. Things, you know, I'm capturing the zeitgeist. All these cool kids going down to the soda fountain for a fucking phosphate on their way to the box social. But... It was never overwhelming. My business was at a good clip. And I realized how unusual that is or that can be. But as I looked ahead to 2019, I go, things are stacking up really, really well. And like I said, they either got punted or outright canceled. And I found myself 
standing alone on an island. I'm like, oh shit, what do I do now? What do I do? And that combined with some other things, like my marriage is really good and my kids are really healthy. Things are, on the whole, great. But as a man, and if you're a man listening to this, you can relate to this. We are our work. We measure our value for better or worse through the work that we do. And when I didn't have work coming in, that really spiraled me. That sent me down kind of a deep, dark hole, and I couldn't seem to claw my way out of it. And it was really, really hard. And normally, I don't want to be this candid because you want to project confidence at all times, right? Especially as a consultant. People hire you to do the work that they can't or don't want to do. And if you're projecting desperation or sadness or despair, who the hell wants to work with that? I mean, I liken it to when I was dating. You know, you can smell the stink of desperation on someone a mile away. If you're a guy in a club, like... Oh my God, I really, really, I need a date. I need a girlfriend. I need to get laid, whatever it is. Women can see that. It comes off you like stink lines in the desert, like one of those old Warner Brothers cartoons. You can just see it and you can sense it. And I knew that people could sense it. At least that was my suspicion. But thanks to the advice of some of my friends and people making outreach and me being very candid with them. I'm like, look, I'm going through about a depression and I stopped trying to deny it. And I just told people outright said, I'm having a hard time here. And that for me was really key. That was kind of an inversion of formula for me because depression can be very isolating. You know, you don't want to be around yourself. So why would you expect anyone to want to be around you too? Yet you Do everything you can. You reach within you. You find that little nut of energy that has never left you. It's always within you. And you try and build it up. You pump it up. And you put it out into the world. And you go, hey, how you doing? I'd like to work with you. Let's let's get that done. You'd get off the phone. You'd finish sending emails. And you'd be exhausted. And I would just collapse. I don't know if there was a day that I didn't cry. Okay? This is how candid I'm willing to be with you. I'm pretty sure I cried every day for five months. And that is not a great place to be. But thanks to some great people in my life, and I am surrounded with great people, and I like to think and I hope to think that's a byproduct of my overall work philosophy. Work hard and be nice to people. That's basically all it takes. If you work hard and you're nice to people, good things will happen. I had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me, hey, are you doing okay? What can I do for you? How can I help you? Where can we connect? What do you need from me? And to them, I am infinitely grateful because I reached out to virtually, uh, not everyone in my network, that's impossible, but a ton of people in my network and it propelled me to connect with people that I haven't talked to in a long time. And that's always a good thing. But the thing that makes me sad about it is the fact that it took something like this for me to go in that direction. Like, why should I wait till I'm at a crisis point to reconnect with people? It's also an object lesson in business. When times are good, you have to treat yourself like a client. You have to treat business development as your own client and dedicate some time to it. It's easy to focus on the things you have in front of you. It's easy to do the work that you're getting paid for, but you always, always, always got to be looking ahead. And slowly but surely, I started clawing out of this hole. Every day was a little bit less dark than the day before. Now, a couple of caveats here. A couple of things I want to at least make clear. One, 
I'm never that close to the edge. I mean, things were bad and I was filled with despair, but I was never close to ending it all like that. If that's something that has, has occurred to you, my God, reach out for help. Talk to me, talk to the people in your network and just connect with people. My God, like no one wants to see anything come to that. Thankfully, I don't have that in me. That is not a recipe that I have internally. So if, if you have fears about that, put them to rest. I was never close to the edge. Secondly, with all the demands I had going on here, trying to develop new business, trying to chase down uh, people who I think we might be good fits for each other in terms of partnership, uh, and then some personal things here. Like, why is it that the way we structure the school year is like all the holidays happen in the first quarter. Seriously, from January through like March, the kids are in school like nine days. And then when you put on top of that, your kids get sick. So I'm here with them. That That's taking time away from some of the other things I need to do. In addition to that, and I'm not going to bore you with this, an insurance claim on my house. We had some leaking water and that was a nightmare to deal with too. So it was like Clark Griswold here talking to Ellen and saying, again, more topical references, just aces on the pop culture references here, saying, look around you, Helen, Ellen, Ellen, Helen, what the fuck? Her name is Ellen. Look around you, Ellen. We're standing at the threshold of hell. And when I have in my house for eight days, 24 seven, I have blowers going and dehumidifiers trying to dry out my floor. And there's just this constant ambient you know, you, you can't use the entire main floor of your house for more than a week. That will take a toll on you mentally too. And so all these things combined to just put me down a hole and I go, all right, something's got to give here. And I couldn't do the show anymore. So I put out that notice on Facebook and I said, look, I can't do the show. I, I can't remember what it said, but it read much more dramatic than I thought it would. But... It wasn't my intention to do that, but I guess that's just simply a byproduct of my mental state at the time. And as a result, I had people reaching out with like, whoa, is John okay? Are you okay? And truth is, I wasn't that okay. I mean, ultimately, yes, I'm fine. I have unbelievable parents who have supported me through this. My wife is just an absolute saint who supported me at every step of this and has instilled me with confidence. She said, this is temporary. This is... You know, you're going through a tough time, but it, it, like everything else, will end. My kids are delightful. They are so cute and so sweet and so funny and so deeply annoying that I just, I adore them with every fiber of my being. So I'm very fortunate in the fact that I had a great support system around me, but I just couldn't do the show anymore. Number one, I didn't have the bandwidth to do it time-wise. I literally, like, I, I couldn't find the time to sit, chase guests, you know, get an edit together. And the, the constraints of my time made the show an impossibility. Secondly, I was not in a mental state to be up and to talk to you and provide you compelling content. I felt like a fraud. You know, if, if I'm here talking about uh, trying to highlight the work of others and trying to embolden them and build them up, when you host, it takes something from within you. You are giving of yourself to anyone who chooses to listen to you. And I simply didn't have that to give. 
So I had to shut down the show. What's it been? Like six months? Six months? Get out of here. Six weeks? Seven weeks? Something like that. And it's funny because as I started to get some positive momentum, I started to bring some clients back on, started to rack up not home runs, but singles and doubles. I go, okay, I think I'm getting to the point. And I started thinking about the show again, and I was listening to other podcasts. Big shout out to All Fantasy Everything, which is probably my favorite show and was a bright shining light in this darkness that I was experiencing in the first half of this year. That show was so funny, and those guys clearly love each other, and they call themselves the Good Vibes Gang, and really they are. Because if you're fantasy drafting you know, dumb stuff like uh, slang you hope gets brought back, or uh, you know, breakfast foods, or whatever, it, it put a smile on my face in a way that few things at the time did. So that helped shake me out of my funk, too. But let's think about this. Right. So as I was racking up singles and doubles and starting to get back on the right foot, again, thinking about baseball, when a hitter's in a slump, you start gripping the bat too tight. You start uh, thinking about failure more than you do success. Sometimes all it takes is that bloop single, you know, something in on your fists that you just drop right behind the first baseman down the right field line. Or maybe a seeing-eye single that gets through the third baseman and the shortstop, and you go, okay, I got one. I'm on base again. Finally. Thank God. I I am actually decent at this. I am not a fraud. You know, as Harry Carey might say, I'm not going down to management and picking up my check holding a gun wearing a ski mask, which is the way he described a pitcher who was not hitting their stuff, which is both undeniably hilarious and incredibly mean-spirited. But anyway, I digress there. As these things started to accrue, I go, all right, I think I'm back in it. I think I think I want to do the show again. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep it going because I was in that dark a place where I'm like, you know what? No one gives a shit anyway. No one cares about my voice. No one cares about the show. No one... I'm not providing anything of value here, which I know is ludicrous and is a fallacy, but just being honest, that's how I felt. And so it was a couple of weeks ago where I suffered just one more kind of professional setback. It wasn't a big one. It was a mild one, but I felt like, man, if I don't get this, then that's a real kind of black mark on my record. Lo and behold, I didn't get it, and I was all set to go back down into the deep, dark hole, go down the shame spiral, and I was walking with my daughter, and she was riding her bike. We were just walking down the street. I had to go pick something up, and it was like a part of my brain that was on vacation. Where, I don't know, but just like marches back in, like door flies open, all Rex Ryan style. And it's like, all right, what's going on in here? How's everyone been? I've been gone. Sorry. And oh, holy shit. Is this how you've been running this place? What the fuck? This is wrong. No. Why is, why is this in here arranged this way? This is all off. What the, how fucking long have I been gone? Have I been in a coma? And the part of my brain that normally controls who I am. This high energy, very kind of type A, like, let's go get it. Let's inspire people. Let's do some good fucking work together. Finally showed back up, like, out of nowhere. 
And I go, whoa, holy shit. Okay, where has this been? And it hit me like a goddamn bolt of lightning. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I've been feeling really, really fucked up. What is up with that? That's not cool. That's no way to run a goddamn railroad. And it was that day. I remember I called Kristen. I called my wife and I go, all right, look, I know how I've been. And I thank you for having my back at every step of this process. But that time is over now because I am back and I'm ready to fucking get after it. Let's get out there. Let's punch this fucking world in the throat. And that's when that message went out announcing that I was coming back with this show. Because you know what? This show does matter. This show does have value. I have conversations that I think contribute positively to our society, to our world, to our well-being, and to enhancing empathy in the world. And that matters. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm bringing the show back, and I have a renewed focus, and I have just a, a joie de vivre now. I, I, I'm excited about what each day brings. Am I where I want to be business-wise? Am I where I want to be financially? No, I'm not there. Truthfully, I'm not as close as I'd like to be. But fuck it, that doesn't matter. Because you know what I know? I know that I have value. I know that my work is good. I'm good at what I do. This show fucking matters. I believe it to be the best show in Denver, if not beyond. And the conversations that we have here, I think matter to you because they matter to me. And if we're all building bridges where they didn't exist before, then we are doing good work and I need to continue it. And I cannot wait to bring you more conversations in that vein. So look ahead. We've got good shows coming up here on the John of All Trades podcast, but I cannot do it without you. I need you to tell me who you want to hear on this show. And I don't care if it's celebrities. I don't care if it's business people. I don't care if it's nonprofit people. I want to talk to the people that matter to you. Because the more that we connect with each other, the more we discover our humanity. And if we're not doing that, why the fuck are we here? Seriously. I have a microphone and I can either put it in front of people that need to be heard or I can just hand it off and get the fuck out of the way. And that is one thing that I think I'm good at. I know when to shut the hell up and let someone tell their story. But you know what? I got a platform to do that. And if they want to do it here, bring them to me. It doesn't matter if, if there's like a jobby hook to it. Okay. I know this show is built. It's called John of all trades, where I talk to people of different trades about what they do, how they do it, how they got here and what makes them successful. That still matters. I love talking about people's work because maybe this is a byproduct of something I said earlier. As a man, I tend to define myself as my work. And I know there are other people who do that, but we are more than that. And if we're connecting as people, then let's do it. Okay. So send me your ideas. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on email. The email is john at deftcom.us. J-O-N at D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. J-O-A-T pod across social media platforms. I'm not a hard guy to get a hold of. If you have my phone number, great. If you want it, I'll give it to you because I want to talk to you. And you know what? That goes for business too. Deft Communications is open for business and I want to work with you. I am damn good at what I do. Training, content, engagement, podcasting. Those are the four pillars. And you know what that all boils down to? 
If you have a story that you need to tell or that you're not telling effectively, hit me up because I can write the materials that you need, whether that is through your brand or, you know, if you need op-eds or letters to the editor, if you're trying to connect with your community, that's what I do. That's the content side training. I help you tell your story in that way. And I'm sorry, I'm turning this into a commercial. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done apologizing. I'm not sorry. This is a commercial because I deserve to tell my own story too. Training. If you're going in front of the media and you're nervous about it, if you have to talk in front of people regularly and you're nervous about it, if you want to connect better with your direct reports or the people above you, hit me up. I can help you do that because that's what this show is about. That's what my company is about. If you have a project that is complicated and you're talking to governments, city councils, county commissions, different appointed boards, and you need a way to get to your one message that really matters, that changes things for you, I can help you do that. A beautiful way of doing that is through podcasting. I've created, produced, written, hosted, been voice talent. I've done virtually everything you can do in terms of podcasting and If you think your business, your organization, people you work with are a good candidate for that, then hit me up because I know how to tell a story in an audio format that is going to resonate with people. And the beautiful thing about that is people frequently don't see that coming. If you're creating a podcast, you can do it. I mean, sure, anyone can create a podcast. It's not hard. But if you want to do it effectively, hit me up. That's what I'm good at. So couple of things. I want want to wrap this up because I want to get back to actual content here soon, but it's important that we talk about mental health. Number one, send me your guest ideas. Let me know who you want me to talk to. Who are the interesting people in your life who you'd like to learn more about them? Who are people you've seen? I'll pitch them. That's part of my job, media pitching. I just talk to people all the time. It's like, hey, you're a journalist. Here's a client. You should write about them. And here's why, or you should interview them on your TV. Here's their story. Here's why it matters to you. Secondly, if you have work you want to do, if you have work that you think based on what I just said would benefit from my services, hit me up. J-O-N at D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. And more important than that, if you are going through a hard time, if you are struggling, if you have depression, if you have mental health issues that are bogging you down, hit me up. And if it's not me, talk to the people in your lives. Talk to the people in your circle. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that no matter how dark or how bleak it seems, there are people out there that care about you. Me, I don't even know who you are listening to this necessarily. I care about you. Because I have been there. I have been in the darkness. I have been where it is bleakest, blackest, and seemingly with no end in sight. And I can guarantee you, you can come out on the other end and you can come out ready to kick this world in the fucking neck. I promise you that. That is what we do here. That is not only what my business is about, but that's what I'm about personally. So God damn it. It's amazing to think about just how rough I was on myself during the first stretch of this year. And you know what? I'm going to endeavor never to do that again. Because one thing that kept going around in my head, and I don't remember where I heard this, I wish I could give credit, but I can't, 
It's, would you talk to a friend the way that you talk to yourself? Think about the negative self-talk that you may have in your brain. The things you say to yourself. The things you may believe in your soul about yourself. For instance, two things that go around in my head. I'm a fraud and I don't matter. Those are two things that I have a tendency to say to myself when I am at my darkest. Would I ever say that to anyone else? I cannot fathom saying that to someone in real life. I mean, can, can you imagine that? Just going up to someone being like, you know what? You're a fucking fraud, dude. And also, you don't matter. What the fuck, man? That is some unreal cruelty. That is some just unfathomable, terrible shit to say to someone. You would never say that to someone unless you were a complete psycho. No. We try to build each other up. So be kind to yourself. Build yourself up. Talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend. Try to encourage yourself. And if you can't do it, fuck it. Hit me up. I will find what's good about you. Let's build it up. Let's come out of the dark end of the tunnel together because none of us deserves to be there. That's what this show is about. That's what this return is about. I didn't even bother to look up what episode number this is. I don't give a shit because this episode stands on its own. It's the relaunch of the John of All Trades podcast after five years. And I'm excited to bring more content to you. I'm excited to have the conversations that matter. And you know what? We're going to do it together. You and me. We're going to do it together. Thank you for listening. Because without you, this show doesn't exist. It's just me barking into the ether. And I've done enough of that in the first half of this year to know that A, that's a fallacy. And B, if we're not doing this together, then we're missing the point. So I love you. I adore you. You are doing good work. Keep it up. Believe in yourself because it took me a long time to get there for myself. And I'm happy that I'm here finally. All right, let's play the fucking outro. John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. I told you about this already, but here it is again. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. I'm open for business and I want to work with you. Training, content, engagement, podcasting, all ways that you can enhance your story or your organization's business. I'm here to help you with that. I have bandwidth available. And I can't wait to hear from you. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Our sponsor is 4Degrees. The number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. My infinite thanks to Zach and his incredible team at 4Degrees. I'm losing my voice here. Because they have been with me since episode 1. They handle all the back end of the John of All Trades podcast. They built this website, and they are fantastic to work with. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. You can hit me up on social media. That's J-O-A-T pod across platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. I'm probably most active on Facebook and Twitter. Snapchat, I'm 37 years old. I don't fully understand how it works, but I'm there, so you can give that a shot. That'll be interesting for both of us. I'm back next week with an actual guest. I can't wait to bring it to you, and we've got guests coming after that. So, until I hear you again, thank you for being with me. Thank you for letting me vent about this. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. I'll be back here very soon. Say goodnight, Grace. That's good, Johnny.